Hello and welcome back to the Petrine Studio. Welcome to Lower Than Nets Podcast. I'm Blake Baggert, the parish catechist at St. Peter. I'm Sister Fia Marie, a worth catechist hoping to share our formation and personal insights in order to help you recognize and respond to the Lord, to his invitation to lower the nets at his word, and so receive the abundance of his gifts. All right, so we're back for December, and we're just talking about uh, how we wanted to begin today and uh, our topic of the liturgy of the word. And so we just wanted to share two of our favorite words. When I saw this, or when Blake asked this question of what's your favorite word, I was faithful. And I think just because so many times the Lord has proven again and again how faithful he is. And it's a word, like the word itself literally like pops up all the time for me. That he uses that to just remind me of his goodness to me. And so, I mean, literally, you know, like not just the idea of him being faithful, but literally that word, word faithful itself, he just like lets it pop up randomly all the time. So, yeah. Well, and I guess God is not facetious, which is my favorite <laughs> word. And that really stems back to my grandpa. Um, it's one of his favorite words. He's a spelling nerd. And so he'd always trick us or like test us. Oh, and so yeah. facetious was a word that I don't think I could spell, but he would try to test me on when I was growing up. Um, but it is so true. Uh, and it's a great lead into our topic because God is faithful. He's not facetious. He doesn't play around with us. Um, and yeah. so we're here today to talk about the liturgy of the word mm-hmm. when we listen and hear yeah. his word. And maybe just starting first with, um, speaking of words, breaking down like this title, the liturgy of the word, what those words mean. Like liturgy is us worshiping together in a formal way, that where we're praising God together. That's that's liturgy in like a simple sense of the definition. And then the word, it's intentionally capitalized, not just because it's like the title of a part of the mass, but in one, one aspect, just the profound reverence we have for the reality that God speaks to us. That he hasn't just created us and left us, but he reveals himself and speaks to us. But then even that the word is more, it's a person. It's kind of implied in John 1 where it speaks of the word became flesh. Um, so... God who spoke and the earth was created through the Trinity, um, this word that can't be seen becomes seeable and becomes flesh. When we listen to all of Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, um, we're listening to Jesus. We're like truly encountering Jesus, who is the word. Just kind of breaks down what that means, the liturgy of the word. So beautiful. And when we come to listen at Mass, to the Liturgy of the Word, we should really think about, it's a conversation between all the readings. So the church has prayed and selected each set of reading for every Sunday for a specific purpose. And oftentimes there's like direct conversations. For example, our first reading has a tie-in or a tie-back to the Gospel. And so the two kind of speak to each other and then the first reading and then also the psalm speak to each other and oftentimes you'll see 
that the responsorial psalm is exactly that, a response to what has taken place in the first reading. And then our second reading, kind of a little bit of an outlier, it's a sequential reading from a New Testament epistle. And it just kind of continues on throughout as we read or hear from St. Paul or Peter, whoever. But it also too relates and can add depth to the rest of the selections for each Sunday. So first reading the responsorial psalm in the gospel. It may not be a direct, but um, the church has selected it and planned it for that specific purpose. So we go to be in conversation with God when we are in the liturgy of the word. I like you're using the word like the readings are kind of having a conversation to each other and we get to we get to listen and and like then get drawn into the conversation so it's something I've definitely grown in like being able to listen and um, like catch the connections between Uh, that's a cool thing to challenge kids to do too of like see if you can catch the connection Um, a lot of times they come up with stuff that like oh missed that (laughs) but just like speaking to this conversation with the readings and to help us enter into that conversation that's happening I just want to take a second to to encourage you to take time with the readings given by the church for Sundays Um, weekdays also have their own pattern but speaking specifically to Sundays uh, like that Sunday mass um, it's they're very worthy and sometimes like the readings aren't always like what I would pick out as seeing as like this is good or uh, this is what I want to pray with. But it's I think it's good for us to enter into what's selected um, because it kind of it keeps us from like unknowingly the way I think of it like creating our own Jesus of I only read this certain part of the Bible because I like the way Jesus talks in this part of the Bible. Or maybe we're not even reading the Bible, but we're just like, this is just the way I think about Jesus. And using the readings that the church gives um, helps us to encounter Jesus, who he really is. Um, It made me think of the quote by Pope Benedict XVI. Uh, He uses it to open up Deus Caritas Est, which means God is love. This is the quote. He says, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. So when we encounter those readings that we love, um, but also those that make us like scratch our head and be like, what is he saying? Or those that even make us say, well, gosh, that seems kind of harsh. I don't think of Jesus or God thinking or acting that way. It's inviting us into an encounter with a real person, with Jesus, who is God. And so, I mean, I can look back at times when I've encountered the readings and had those reactions like, gosh, that's harsh, or I love that, or what is happening right now? Um, And like just being able then to almost kind of like pray like the psalmist, where sometimes I'm having this conversation with Jesus where it's like, like, you know me, and I understand what you're saying. Um, like, sometimes it's like, yeah, how good are your ways? How just are your ways? And other times I just have to kind of be like, your thoughts are beyond me. I don't totally understand what you're saying in the readings right now. Um, or sometimes I definitely have that where it's like, 
I thought one thing, the readings are kind of teaching something else, and I have to be like, I was blind and stupid, and like now I see what you're saying. Um, but like that's really prayer. When we encounter Jesus and we relate our questions, we relate what's stirring in our hearts, um, we relate struggles to him, that's authentic prayer. And our mother, the church, who's a wise mother, gives us the readings precisely because of that, so that we're really encountering Jesus and not just like our idea of Jesus and God. So as we round out the podcast, we just want to speak to some practicalities for us to kind of take away and how do we enter in more deeply to the liturgy of the word. In St. Paul's letter to the Romans, he writes, so faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so to cultivate active listening when we actually come into the liturgy of the word. I quote-unquote read the Cimmerillion as well as Lord of the Rings if you're a (laughs) Tolkien fan, but I actually didn't because I found myself struggling with the characters and the words and the places and so many new terms as well as vocabulary um, that when I actually tried to read those books, I struggled. But then when I listened to them on an audiobook, which I count as reading, the stories just came alive. Mm. And it's the same with Scripture. Scriptures are meant to be proclaimed and heard. Yes, they are written down for a transmission, but the experience in our Christian tradition and history is that people heard the word proclaimed, and it struck them to the heart. They listened. And so I just encourage you, um, it's a very modern thing to do to be following along with the missalette, but train yourself to be able to eventually put down the mislet and then just listen. St. Paul says also in Romans, don't be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so it's, but when we come to the liturgy of the word, we expect the Holy Spirit to speak, which makes us listen for a word or a phrase or an idea that captions, captures our attention. And then, uh, Sister is going to talk a little bit of some ways that we can increase our exposure. But I do promise you, the more that we increase our exposure to Scripture, the more we'll be able to increase our ability to listen. And that's even when wrangling children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think that's true. Or even, like that's that example where um, there's sometimes in school mass where it's like you're just trying to keep an eye on 16 people. Like, anybody looking a little sick right now? You know, you're just keeping an eye. But then it's because I've read scripture or I've just like, you know, just after constant exposure to the scripture, like just the word like hits your ear and you're like, wait, what is this being said? Because like faithful is one of those where it's like, wait, what's this reading about? Um, So yeah, it, it does help just the more we let ourselves listen and encounter scripture it helps, it helps kind of uh, tune our heart to it. So just kind of adding there. And then just a couple practical suggestions here. Just some ideas to help you encounter the word, to encounter Jesus, God made flesh at mass. Um, I think my biggest thing, especially in the classroom when I like keep forgetting things, is I ask the kids to do it because they're, they're just good at, better at remembering than me because um, they kind of like the idea of reminding adults and helping, and that's good. Um, so one suggestion what I, I would make is somehow make time in your family 
to encounter the Sunday readings before you get to Mass. So to, to read them together before you get to Mass. Um, and I, I would personally, I would put it on the kids of saying, hey, we want to read, as a family, we want to read this, the, um, these readings before Mass. When are we going to do it? So like pick a time um, and pick who's going to read it. Because I think, I think when like they're given that responsibility, at least for me, it's much there. It's just much more likely to happen because they're reminding me about it. They have an impetus. So you could order a Magnificat, or you can just look it up online. You can look on the U.S. CCB website. That's, or I'm sure there's a lot of other websites. Um, you can look it up in the Bible. Um, all of those places. That suggestion of somehow find a way, get your kids involved, get them to help you remember, to somehow encounter those readings. Um, you know, spread out one a day or however you want to do it. Then the other suggestion I had is taking time on Sunday to talk about Mass after you've gone. Um, it can be the homily, it can be the readings, it can be other prayers at Mass. It's The Lord just knows us. He knows how He's created us. And speaking out loud about something, it just helps us process. There's a lot of times that I've like gone to mass and been listening to the homily or kind of spacing off in the homily and thinking I didn't get anything out of it. But then someone else is talking to me about what they got out of it. And all of a sudden there I am like getting the fruit too. Or there's been times that I'm speaking about what I heard at mass. And by me having to, like, I thought I understood it. And then when I have to speak it out loud, my understanding deepens and it like goes deeper into my heart because Yes, we are made to listen, but we're also made to speak. Like, we're also meant to proclaim. So, um, finding a way for your family to kind of talk about Mass a little bit on Sunday, I think would also be really fruitful for just getting more out of the liturgy of the Word. So, with the Advent season and Christmas approaching, it's kind of a perfect time to, to like, want to welcome Jesus even more. And so... That's our, that's our invitation. Um, the Father chose a really small place for Jesus to come, Israel. And he's still choosing it now at our church, in our hearts at Mass. So maybe just pick one, one way, one of those small practices of either reading the readings before you go to Mass on Sunday or talking about Mass after you've gone on Sunday with your family. And we just hope that this focus on the liturgy of the word helps you to kind of lower the nets like St. Peter, um, open up your heart to receive Jesus um, just as he is in the Mass, ready to give you abundant joy and grace. Amen. Thank you for listening to this great content from St. Peter Catholic Church. For more content, for other talks, for more information, please visit St. Peter Catholic Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, on Apple iTunes or on Podbean, and our parish website, stpeterlincoln.com. God bless you.